So we'll read the words of Psalm 103, and this is what our sermon will be based on. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He has made known His ways to Moses, His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will He harbor His anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, So great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed, he remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field, The wind blows over it and it is gone and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him and His righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep His covenant and remember to obey His precepts. The Lord has established His throne in heaven and His kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you His angels. You mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. This is God's word. Dear friends of Jesus, we human beings have selective memories. Sometimes we say that we we don't remember things well at all, but that's not true. Every one of us remembers things. It's just we have very selective memories. When I was a kid, my favorite baseball player was Robin Yount. Any of you ever heard of him? He retired before I turned even 10 years old. But to this day, I can remember that he had a career 285 batting average, He hit 252 home runs, and when he retired, he had 3,142 hits. And I didn't even have to look that up this week. It's all up here. You can check it out. I remember it. What about you? Probably don't remember old baseball stats. But what do you remember? Maybe for you it's recipes. You don't even need that recipe card anymore. Right? It's all up here. You don't need to know teaspoons and tablespoons and half cups and third of a cup. You you know it all. Don't say that you don't remember things. You just have a very selective memory. Maybe for you it's car parts. Doesn't matter the make or model. You can change the oil. You can fix the brakes. Historical facts? No way. But a radiator, 
You bet. Right? Don't say you don't remember things. You just have a very selective memory. Maybe for you it's, it's direction. You don't need that GPS nonsense. Right? You take a right. You go around the curve. You take a left. You go past the red barn. You take another right. When you see the second cow next to the fence, it's the third left. There you are. Right? It's all up here. All of us human beings have been given the gift of remembering things. It's just that we have very selective memories. And here's the problem. For some reason, it's always harder to remember the good things than it is the bad things. Do you agree? For some reason, it's easier to forget the good things that happen than it is to forget the bad things that happen. When you get sick, you suddenly forget all of the days that you felt good. And you moan, why am I always sick? When you're discouraged about something, you forget the thousand good things that happened that day. And you fixate on that one bad thing. And you think, why does anything good ever happen to me? When that part of your body suddenly starts to hurt. You forget that for 30 years, maybe for 60 years, that part of your body never ever hurt before. And you think, why do I always feel like this? Do you know what our selective memories lead to? When it's easy to forget the good and it's easy to remember the bad, do you know what starts to build inside our hearts? Ingratitude. You know what that means? Not being thankful. If we're honest, don't we too often live like that? We live discontent. We think of some of the things that come to our minds. Why is this happening to me? Why doesn't God give me what he gave to that person? Why do I have to go through all this? You know, ingratitude, it sounds like a really small thing. But ingratitude is a really big problem. We see it in our kids. Talk with those kids today about complaining. Sometimes kids can complain about everything, right? And as a parent, you wonder, where do they learn that from? Where do they learn that from? They learn it from you and me, right? We, we forget the good and we remember the bad and it leads to this ingratitude in our hearts. There was at least one person in the Bible who also struggled with selective memories. There's at least one person who also struggled with ingratitude, and it was King David. The reason I know that is because he's the one who wrote this psalm, Psalm 103. Notice what he says. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Notice who he's talking to. He's not actually talking to you and me. As he writes down the words of the psalm, who is he talking to? Himself. He's talking to himself. What does he tell himself? Praise the Lord, my soul. David needed to remind himself 
to praise the Lord. And here's the key. I think, I think verse 2 is the key. He says, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I think that's the key. Forget not all his benefits. Someone once told me that the, the medicine for discontentment is gratitude. You ever heard that before? I think King David would agree that the medicine for discontentment is gratitude. We might think that the medicine for discontentment is contentment. Right? When you're discontent, you tell yourself, I should be content. Does that ever work? No. David knew that. The medicine for discontentment is gratitude. It's remembering God's blessings. Forget not all his benefits. Like what? What are God's blessings? Isn't this what our sinful nature says every day? What has God done for me today? Think about this. Who forgives all your sins. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. What has God done for us? We can start with these five things. God forgives. God heals. God redeems. God crowns. God satisfies. I notice that every one of those verbs is in the present tense. Like it's happening right now. God hasn't just done some good stuff for us long ago in the past. What the psalm says is, remember what God is doing for you right now. Forgiving, healing, redeeming, crowning, satisfying. David says it's, it's just like God told Moses. It's kind of odd for us that he brings up Moses. He makes us think, well, what, what did God tell Moses? For us Christians today, I think we would say that John 3.16 is the most well-known verse in the Bible. Remember that one? For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. There is a verse like John 3.16 that was probably the most well-known verse for God's people in the Old Testament. And it was something that God said to Moses. It's Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, where God says to Moses, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. Every believer in God in the Old Testament would have had those words memorized. Remembering God's benefits starts with remembering what God is like. What is God like? The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love. David preaches that to his soul with five of the most beautiful verses you can find in the whole Bible. What is this God of mercy and compassion? What is he really like? He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. God could accuse us of a lot of things, couldn't he? But he doesn't. Later on in the book of Romans in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul asks the question, 
Who then is the one who condemns? Romans 8.34. Who is the one who condemns? You know what the answer he gives us? No one. Because Christ Jesus is at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. When somebody accuses you and me, do you know who steps in as our lawyer? Jesus does. Jesus says, it's already paid in full. I already took that away at the cross. You are forgiven. So, praise the Lord, my soul. Forget not all his benefits. So David continues. He says, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. In our selective memories, we get this in our head that life is not fair, right? We get it in our heads that we do not get what we deserve. Did you know that that's absolutely true? We do not get what we deserve. Just in the opposite way of what we like to think. What is it that we really deserve from God if He was to be fair with us? Punishment, death, hell. But God does not treat us as our sins deserve. There's someone I know that whenever I ask him how he's doing, he always says back, better than I deserve. And on those days when I'm discontent, I just want to punch him in the face. Right? He just always says the same thing, right? Better than I deserve, but is he right? Yes. God does not treat us as our sins deserve. So, praise the Lord, my soul. And forget not all his benefits. In fact, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. So how how high are the heavens above the earth? I told you this last summer. You remember, right? I told you how far away the closest star to earth other than the sun is. Do you remember? You know, it's unfortunate that our trivia expert is not here with us today. <laughs> the closest star to Earth, other than the sun, is 25 trillion, 300 billion miles away. You think, why, why would I want to know that? Because God's love for you is greater than that. Billions and billions of miles. If you got on a rocket today and you flew as far as you could into space... You couldn't go farther than God's love is for you. With these selective memories that we have, how often don't we think something like, nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. I don't matter. Come on. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. So, praise the Lord, my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Aren't these beautiful verses? And he just keeps on going. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. If you were to go away to the east, like all the way to China, would you get to a place where the east and the west meet? No. It never happens. East and west are always completely separate from each other. No matter where you go, the east is over there and the west is over there. So think of what the Bible is telling us. That's what it's like with you and me and our sins. 
Your sins are over there. You are over here. Isn't that a good thing? So, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Are you convinced yet? God is good. God is loving. Sometimes life seems to tell a different story. The devil always wants to get us to doubt. But even more than the best father shows compassion to his children, that's how your heavenly father feels about you. Praise the Lord, my soul. Forget not all his benefits. What makes all this even more amazing is is to remember what we're like. We've been talking about what God is like. But there's a couple verses that remind us what we're like. It says that the Lord knows how we were formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. It flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows and it is gone. What are you and I human beings like? Strong, independent, and self-sufficient, right? No, we're like dust and grass. What do you do with dust? Sweep it up and throw it away. That's what we do with dust at our house. What do you do with grass and flowers, especially in the fall? Cut them down, throw them away. You maybe even throw them into a fire, right? Just for good measure. The Bible tells us we're, we're like that, dust and grass. What should God do with us? He should sweep us away. He should just throw us in the fire. But he doesn't. Because God doesn't treat us as our sins deserve, remember? From everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. You and I are like grass. We're here today and we're gone tomorrow. How long does God's love last? From everlasting to everlasting. We have a children's Bible at our house that likes to put it like this. It repeats this phrase. God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Do you know what that means? It means that even if today you feel like you have nothing, even if today it feels like all of these blessings are for somebody else, it means that even if today all of your hopes and dreams have been fading away like a flower, do you know what you still have? Jesus loves you. From everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. So, praise the Lord, my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Here's two examples of how that's hit home for me the last couple weeks. A few weeks ago, I got to preach a sermon about Daniel and the lion's den. Daniel's day, the king made this terrible rule that no one could pray to anyone except to the king or be thrown into the den of the lions to, to die. It would seem like Daniel didn't have anything to be thankful for. And yet, here's what Daniel did. 
We're told that he went back to his house and three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. Here's the part that stood out for me. I knew that Daniel kept on praying. Of course he did. He kept on praying. But in his prayers, what did he do? Did you catch it in what I just said? Giving thanks to God. How did Daniel give thanks to God even in the face of the lions? By not forgetting all God's benefits. This past week, my computer at my house ran out of space. Does that happen to you? It means my computer's so full of files and stuff, it doesn't have any more room. Do you know what the problem is? Pictures, right? Family pictures. And so in my phone, I take all of these pictures and then like once a year, I put them on my computer and then I never ever look at them again. Some of you can relate. So my computer's full. So that meant that this last week, I actually had to look at some of those pictures and delete some of them so I can put some more on there, right? As I looked at the family pictures that I have, some from this year, some from 15 years ago, do you know what I realized? I'm blessed. To see the places that we've lived. To remember the different places we've got to go and visit. To see my kids grow up. To see God's grace to me. I'm blessed. You're blessed. Maybe sometimes we need to stop taking pictures and look at the pictures that we have. And I guarantee you'll realize how good God has been to you. Maybe this week when you're with family and friends, you need to just talk about all the good memories. Every one of those memories is a reminder of how blessed you are. Your life is different than mine. I'm blessed. You're blessed. Preach that to your soul. King David was the greatest king that Israel ever had. He was in this position of power and prestige and wealth, and yet... It was not easy for King David to be grateful. It isn't easy for any of us. So he wrote these words down in the Bible, first for his soul, and then for us. When that ingratitude, when that discontentment starts to creep into your heart and mind, remember, the medicine for discontentment is gratitude. God has been good to us. God is good to us. Jesus is the perfect Savior. So, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. Let's say a prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, every year when Thanksgiving rolls around, we have to admit that we so often are discontent. We're ungrateful in the face of all your blessings. We're thankful that you've used your word today. To remind us of all you forgive, you heal, you redeem, you crown, you satisfy, you pour out this love on us that's from everlasting to everlasting. Dear Lord Jesus, even with our selective memories, help us not to forget all of your benefits. Help us not to see just the bad in our lives, but to see the good and to praise you for it today and every day. In your name we pray.
Amen.